Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, friends. This is Brian, the host of the Your Favorite Blockhead podcast. And as you know, the fall and winter weather is upon us. That means more buildup and debris in the gutters of your home. So instead of spending countless hours trying to repair and clean out the gutters yourself, why not leave it to the experts at Blue Diamond Seamless Gutters? That's right, ready to serve the Ellis County area, Blue Diamond is family-owned and offers both commercial and residential seamless gutter installation, free estimates, leaf guards, gutter cleaning, and repair. Blue Diamond Seamless Gutters will give you expert opinion and help you come up with what is best for you, your home, and your budget. Get in touch with Blue Diamond by calling the number provided in the blog page at yourfavoriteblockhead.com slash blog or follow the Facebook page at Blue Diamond Seamless Gutters. All information to book your free estimate can be found in the notes for today's episode. And if you mention that you heard about Blue Diamond from this podcast, you will receive a 10% discount on services provided. Not $5, not $10, no. 10% off of the services. That's Blue Diamond Seamless Gutters. YFB is proud to promote the very best in the gutter installation and cleaning business. Now, let's continue with today's episode. Broadcasting live. Good evening, Blockhead Nation. Thank you for stopping by once again. You are listening to your favorite Blockhead, the only podcast in the podcasting world that can somehow incorporate the Peanuts comic strip one minute and then be talking about MMA and Warriors Inside the Octagon the next. I am your host. My name is Brian Little, and on this show, God is King, Peanuts is the single most successful comic strip in American history. And MMA is the greatest sport under God's hot sun. I thank you so much, guys, for coming by, supporting the show, supporting the guys in the YFB network. But I have to stop and give the breaking news. It's not really breaking. It's already happened as of January 26th. I might get some of my dates mixed up here. I might not be exactly clear on every detail. But I come to you with a heavy heart. And the reason I do is... We need to take the time on this episode to acknowledge, give love and respect to the man, the legend, the legacy that is Peter Robbins. Believe me, if you don't think you know who I'm talking about, you do. If ever you watched A Charlie Brown Christmas, or you watched the Great Pumpkin episode where Charlie Brown got rocks when he went trick-or-treating you know, at least now, you are familiar with who Peter Robbins is. 
And I could give you so many sources right now. I could pull New York Times. I can pull USA Today. But I've pulled NPR simply just to make sure I'm covering it as best as I can to give respect to the legacy. And unfortunately, the voice of Charlie Brown from the 1960s has passed away. And what really stings is that he, according to the sources we have, is that the cause of death was suicide. Friends, if you've been by this show at all, you know that we do not take taking one's own life lightly over on this show. We've had Ride Dan USA, who has literally ridden across America to raise suicide awareness. His story has reached so many, and I know this hurts for him to even hear these words. To the best of my knowledge, Peter Robbins, according to the NPR article, has died at the age of 65, and he had taken his own life. A lot of the reports that first came out were on Fox 5 through San Diego, and like so many that tweeted this out, that their heart is broken. And YFB is no exception. A good friend of all of us, the original voice of Charlie Brown himself. And, you know, so many tweets have gone out that said, may he rest in peace and soar in heaven. And I can even pull in a quote that I've used my whole life. I wish I could give credit to Charles Schultz for this. I wish all too well And I have to stop and say that the train is going off in the background. We would always say when we'd hear the train that Dan was out there somewhere riding to raise suicide awareness. The train whistle has blown, and that's as we acknowledge Mr. Robbins tonight. And so many have said this is his chance to finally kick the football amongst the angels. This has been a chance for him to rest in peace and soar. And I wish I could give credit to this coming from Charles Schultz, but I can't. It comes from Masters of the Universe. It was once said by none other than the most powerful man in the universe, T-Man, that we must always value life, even the life of one who opposes us. We should value the life of our president. We don't have to agree with his decisions, but we value his life. We don't always value those that are appointed above us in authority, but it's biblically sound for us to submit to authority because you honor our Heavenly Father when you do so. It's easy to forget these things and just to take time to acknowledge and value each other. And we lift up Peter Robbins and his family tonight. The prayers coming from the Blockhead Mansion to his family And there's not much more in the NPR article that I can go off of, except that it's just been devastating for so many. So, you know, as a child actor, he he voiced it the original 1965. And I thought maybe what I should just do is kind of look through some of his work from the 60s. Yes, he was from the Charlie Brown Christmas. So Peter Robbins' voice is going to be very different this year when we watch the Christmas episode. It's going to be different for me every time that I watched Charlie Brown All-Stars. That one was made in 1966. Charlie Brown officiating the baseball team, telling the guys to grit their teeth and bear down, and and to show real determination, and there he can't fail. It just has a sting all to its own. To know that he would be discussing the Sopwith Camel and the World War I Flying Ace on the episode of It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, it, it just, it's tough. We got Valentine's Day coming up, and there's a wonderful 
depiction of Charlie Brown's first love is infatuation with the little redheaded girl. And it started with the episode, You're in Love, Charlie Brown. <laughs> you can remember the part where Charlie Brown is pulling the petals off of a flower, doing the whole, she loves me, she loves me not. And of course, Linus steps in with his philosophy and says, it's difficult for me to believe that a flower has the gift of prophecy. Then we move on to 1968, where he was the voice of Charlie Brown and He's Your Dog, Charlie Brown, where Snoopy was supposed to go to the uh, Ace of Obedience school. Never made it there. He took a detour and stayed at Peppermint Patty's house. And there's a lot of struggle between Charlie Brown taking him home on a leash. It's an interesting one. But, uh, yeah. On to 1969, it was a short summer, Charlie Brown, where the kids go off to summer camp and face the queen snakes. And, oh, 1969, one of my personal favorites of all time. Probably either number three or number two of all time of the TV series, A Boy Named Charlie Brown. I'll just never be able to watch that the same with with Peter Robbins leaving us the way he has. And But, but so thankful. Thank you, Peter Robbins, for your imprint in the world of Peanuts. It, it means a lot. What are small things to some people are very important to others. We look down the road, there was a time where he showed up in the 1990 TV special, You Don't Look 40, Charlie Brown, celebrating the 40th anniversary of the Peanuts. So, you know, a lot of fun times with that one. On with, I think he made a couple of other appearances on the 20th television anniversary of Charlie Brown. So quite a accomplished career in voiceover. And, you know, that that just was Peter Robbins. And, you know, so any time you... The multitudes of fans who try to get through the holiday spirit, you know, that, that voice was with you. Christmas is coming, but I'm not happy. I don't feel the way I'm supposed to feel. We Sometimes we sympathize or we don't sympathize, but that's that's Peter Robbins talking to you. And, you know, this is a guy who was born in 1956, parents being immigrants from Hungary. They had fled the devastation of World War II. And... You know, eventually Robbins becomes a voiceover actor. Cracked it in his early teens and just continued to off he sailed. I think the last time he might have done an interview, according to what I'm seeing on NPR, was in 2019. And he credited, he credited the treatment he received after the worst of those troubles with helping him turn his life around. And because this is a man who struggled with bipolar disease. So he had his addictions. He had his demons. But he was... He was cherished over here by this man holding the microphone tonight. So I, I just know that he's left a tattoo on my heart just as much as Charlie Brown and Snoopy on a comic strip have, just as much as Sparky's wit throughout the years has been. These TV series, just watching them, will just never quite be the same again. But we give our love and respect tonight thank you for your life. We thank you for your career. We send our love to the family. We lift up prayers. And again, may you be able to kick that ball clear past the moon into the stratosphere, into the, may it be a supernova as it passes off into eternity. You will always be missed, Mr. Peter Robbins.
Blockhead Nation, thank you once again for tuning into this episode of the Your Favorite Blockhead Podcast. This show is sponsored by KitCaster. Guys, did you know that having a podcast is a great way to grow not only your personal brand, but your business? Here's the secret. We all want to feel connected to brands we buy from. And what better way to humanize a brand than through sharing your story on a podcast? That's where KitCaster comes in. KitCaster is a podcast booking agency that specializes in developing real human connections through podcast appearances. Whether you're an expert in the field or you just have a unique story to share, it's time to explore the world of podcasting with KitCaster. Go to the link at kitcaster.com slash blockhead to apply for a special offer for listeners of this show. That's kitcaster.com slash blockhead. You'll find that in the blog, the notes for today's show. Let's get back to the episode. Our scripture of the day comes from Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29. But if from thence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him. If thou seek him with all thy heart and with all thy soul. The reflection from Blue Layer Bible just simply says if we seek God, it's promised that we're going to find him. That God has ignited in each of his chosen people a divine and unquenchable spark of desire to know him. So rest, believer, assured in the fact that if you love God because he first loved you, that he will not cast you away. You shall surely find him. So I, I give that as inspiration tonight once again and i coming from a somber end we had to cover unfortunately the news about peter robbins in the early part but now again to the sport that is mixed martial arts and it continues the saga between uncle dana and francis nagano still champion of the world Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Continues. I had mentioned this in my previous episode, actually two episodes, that things are not going good between the owner of the UFC and the current day heavyweight champion of the world. And that there are options for both sides to consider here, but we have the main event of Surreal Gone versus Francis Nagano. One thing we expected in a lot of ways was Francis to be the overpowering monster and to tap him on the chin and win. We didn't expect a wrestling clinic put on by Francis Nagano. Well, that's what we got. And when this is all said and done, Dana White is nowhere to be seen. Now, he's at the co-main event to put the belt around Davison Figueredo, but he is not there to put the belt around the and still heavyweight champion Francis Nagano. Now, there are a lot of perspectives to look at from this side. I could look at Dana's perspective and say, has Dana White done this in the past? And the answer is, yes, he has. Now, when he came out and spoke on it, as I understand, he mentioned 
that he was not there to put the belt on the winner between Luke Rockhold and Michael Bisping. But we can go back further than that. I don't remember exactly which one, but there was a time when Anderson the Spider Silva was just making mincemeat of every single competitor that stepped in the cage with him. It got to the point where at one of those fights, Dana White gave the belt either to one of his coaches or somebody that was a cornerman and said, you put the belt on him. Because it was just a ongoing five rounds of, a, in, in Dana's words, a disgusting display. He was so embarrassed by the mismatch that it happened. So has this happened before? Yes. Has this happened with someone who has already brought forth a dispute about fighter pay? No, it hasn't happened. And now it's just going to escalate. Now we're getting into there are lawsuits happening. Apparently there's the talk. And I had to just be curious and go, if I put myself in Francis's shoes, what is he seeing? And according to some uh, very quick research I did, it's not a good idea for Francis Nagano to keep fighting in MMA because he has the possible same injury that Conor McGregor had, that Chris Weidman had, that Anderson Silva had, that one of his knees is giving away to where he can't even switch positions. He can't go from right-hand fighter to southpaw. He can't be ambidextrous. It's, it's weird that that could be a possibility. And against Cyril Gaon, he never switched stances. So... That's common also for a lot of heavyweights. It's it's common for Francis to do that. So I have to ask myself, okay, would he be safer over in boxing? Okay, possibly. And what else do we do? I went ahead and just Googled the net worth. Pulled up three things. I looked at the net worth of Triller. Now, I know there's probably some listening that are MMA purists on here going, come on, don't start talking about that clown show that's happening over there. I have to look at something. I looked at the net worth of Triller. And supposedly, it's at $5 billion. Then I pulled the net worth for the UFC. you got to understand that that's going to give you two searches. It'll give you Dana White's net worth. It's about $500 million. And the net worth of the UFC under its parent company known as Endeavor, Endeavor Group Holdings, which is about $7 billion. They're about the same, about leveled out. Only Endeavor holding about $2 billion more. And now it looks like Jake Paul is jumping into that because he is now an investor of Endeavor. He's bought a lot of shares wanting to help the guys out in the UFC. So it's, it's interesting as we get further and further into the weeds. But is there a better opportunity for Nagano to not be continuously injured and get a chance to face Tyson Fury in boxing, possibly, where the revenue is there for him. I, I could give that to him. And I have to ask now, from a fan's perspective, who do I want to side with? It's very hard for fans to look at Dana White not being there to put the belt on your main event guy and say that you weren't there because you're dealing with stuff in the back and because you're not happy with the results of what this fight is. His answer was not that he was disgusted by the fight. His answer was, I was dealing with stuff in the background. Well, that's pretty vague. 
And I could come back with another argument to say that even though you might be a good business owner, Uncle Dana, there are others out there that you might want to look to and see if you can't tweak a few things. Because the owner of Berkshire Hathaway, Mr. Warren Buffett, who is considered the greatest investor of all time, and co-owner of Berkshire Hathaway, takes home $100,000 a year. Lives in the same house that he lived in since the early days, since he started investing, since he started running the company that he owns. And he only takes home $100,000 for yearly pay. And he manages something that is worth billions of dollars. Your apparent net worth is $500 million. That's very hard to justify for a casual fan. It's very hard to justify you not putting the belt on Francis Nagano since we all know that you are in a scrap backstage. You two are in a fight. Now it looks like it's shaping up to be a legal fight, which makes this even more interesting. More pieces of that to come. It looks like even Sugar Sean O'Malley has come out and said... Well, you can't expect to go against Uncle Dana and expect no repercussions, especially being the champion. So that's an interesting story all to be. So the saga continues. And as best as I can, YFB will give you a fan's perspective from how it's being viewed, being played out at this point. This fight is far from over between Nagano and Dana. Moving on into a fight that seems to be over is a gentleman I've been wanting to talk about for a long time. For many people that are friends of mine, it's no secret that I am a fan of Chael Sonnen, the American gangster. My favorite podcast happens to be, other than the guys in the YFB network, when it comes to a nation-recognized podcast, my favorite is You're Welcome with Chael Sonnen. I don't miss an episode. Wednesday or Fridays, when I'm on my way to work, the episode's playing. I will dissect it and listen to it up and down in every direction. And he never discussed what has happened recently about his charges that happened in Las Vegas. Because Chael Sonnen was given battery charges a while back and that were dismissed in Las Vegas. He was given five of them, five, five battery citations, after a brawl that supposedly broke out at the hotel he was staying in back in December. And it was accused that he was going after a guy. But, you know, I I go back and think about how Chael dealt with tough guys. It seemed like there were five people that put battery charges on him. But the way I understand it is even Brennan Schaub had come out and explained this. I think it might have been on the Joe Rogan podcast about how, or another MMA show there, these guys were allegedly drunk and were making passes at Miss Brittany. Well, that's asking for the American gangster to turn from husband to reigning defending husband of the nation because a while back he did a podcast where he talked about how you can deal with a, with a crowd. If there are five guys coming at you and wanting to be bullies, you can turn to them and you can walk and say, all right, which one of you is the toughest? Because I'm starting with you. I just wonder, I ponder that is this what happened with these drunk guys who made passes at Miss Brittany? And he turns and says, okay, which one of you is the toughest? Because I'm starting with you. We don't have any real facts except that they've been dropped. The judge in Nevada dismissed all five of these misdemeanor battery charges as of this Thursday. <laughs> still undefeated, still undisputed. And it, it, it draws out the whole idea. It makes me want to 
say, if, if you want to do that, I, I can't let you get close. <laughs> All right. The story about can't let you get close goes back to Chael Sonnen and Vanderlei Silva. They were doing the ultimate fighter. These are the two coaches. And somewhere in there, the trash talking goes between him and Vanderlei is ready to throw down. And Chael is saying, you have to stop. But when he moved into his personal space, Chael pushes him and says, I can't let you get close. And I guess it just continues to prove the point, and which soon Vanderlei throws an overhand. Chael ducks it, does a beautiful double leg takedown, and has him on his back, and these two are throwing down. Well, it makes me just wonder that if somebody wanted to get too close to Ms. Brittany, then this is how this played out. But, you know, he, he, that just shows that Chael can take on five people at one time. But now we've got even more interesting stuff about Chael I have to share is Chael had his own show with a guy named Jorge Sedano, the Chael Sonnen Show. It was on ESPN. If you look at it right now, the, the show is still there. There are no episodes to look at. Why? I could speculate for a second here, because Chael has taken a position as a commentator with Khabib's new organization, Eagle FC. Eagle Fighting Championship had his debut last night. Rashad Evans came out of retirement and had a fight. Ray Borg from the flyweight divisions in the UFC had a fight last night. And so I'm just curious because I realize, okay, Chael is leaving the or- is not doing something with the UFC. He's doing something with Khabib, who is competition now, supposedly. I look on ESPN, and I can't watch any of the former episodes of the Chael Sonnen Show. It's not like there's not a new one uploaded. They have been completely taken down. How is that possible? How did ESPN MMA get through to, we need to take these down? Is this, once again, Uncle Dana flexing his muscles on anybody who wants to leave the organization and go to competition? Are we starting to see Uncle Dana start to sweat a little bit? I have no proof for you, but if you look it up, the evidence is in front of your face. Exhibit A would be, there are no more episodes of the Chael Sonnen Show. As of the evening that Chael is commentating on Khabib's MMA fighting organization, Eagle Fighting Championship. This saga is going to continue. Dana must be in a fight with Francis Nagano, with Jake Paul, and now he's getting into a fight with possibly the American gangster for jumping ship. And all I can do is speculate. That's what makes this show more fun, right? And sometimes I just tell you what I think. And that's where we stand. And you want to know what else I think? I think we officially now know that come May, YFB's Super Bowl weekend has been announced. That's right. May, main event. Charles Oliveira versus Justin Gaethje for the lightweight championship of the world. That's YFB's Super Bowl weekend. These guys are about to throw hands, and I couldn't be happier about Oliveira and Gaethje going at it for the championship in the most dangerous of all of the divisions in the UFC. I'm super pumped about that fight. Every main event leading up to this point is a great one. 
I will come back on as soon as I can to discuss Robert Whitaker versus Israel Adesanya Part 2. But in the meantime, I've taken up a lot of your time tonight. Continue to support the show. Check out yourfavoriteblockhead.com slash blog for all the links applying to this show. Check out the YFB Network, and we will see you back here next Saturday. Same Blockhead time, same Blockhead channel. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.